Wait, did you guys hear about KFC Island? KFC no. Island? You guys didn't hear about that? No, are you trolling? No, I'm being serious. KFC, let me Google it real quick. I was going to ask because I thought that maybe you guys had heard about it, but KFC did like an island for Animal Crossing. And I think their house was decorated like a restaurant. Oh, that's Um, cool. Oh, and you know what? That that rings a bell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They they opened it up and people could request it like on their Twitter to come visit it. And their character looks like Colonel Sanders. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty cool. KFC does some weird stuff. Like you heard about their dating sim, right? Yeah. 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 Like they obviously <laughs> hired like some millennials for their marketing team and they were like, go crazy, do millennial stuff. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I prefer that approach over Wendy's where like, I-, I prefer any approach for marketing that is interesting and not cringe. Like I think that there's a fine line that you have to like toe between uh, marketing to a certain generation or marketing to a certain type of person, but also kind of like remaining self-aware enough to not be like ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like Wendy's kind of fell into that trap after a while. They, although Wendy's did start that in a way, like, or at least popularized it for sure. Well, yeah. Cause all like yeah. Wendy's thing is smacking down on other fast food on Twitter. Yeah. Like ta- pretty funny still like, yeah, they were probably like, hmm, how can we incorporate our Twitter into our slogan, where's the beef? And someone's like, oh my God, we'll make Twitter beef with other restaurants. That's <laughs> genius. Theme song. This is the Motion Pixels Podcast. I'm your co-host, August Meyer. August, say hello. And I'm just going to have the OS Ton uh, say hello for me. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Joined by my co-host, Matthew Rollings. Matthew, say hello. Hello. And of course, this week, you know, as uh, has been the case many weeks, we are joined by, um, there's, I think, patent pending for the trademark on the baddest boy of comedy, but the baddest boy of comedy. Dane and Kevin Cook joining us. That's me. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Dane. Because this is the Motion Pixels Podcast. And uh, yeah, speaking of podcasting, um, what are we podcasting about today? Well, we wanted to talk about Ladybird and what you guys have abbreviated to the SCU, which I I didn't know what that was. What do you mean, us? It's a it's a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> this is something that like Greta Gerwig herself. You know, there was like, there was like meetings behind, you know, like cigar smoke filled rooms behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. There was these meetings by executives, you know, big wig producers to build a new cinematic universe that could rival even like the DC universe called the Sacramento Cinematic Universe. And in this universe, you'd have coming of age stories, uh, you know, stories about young women discovering themselves, their sexuality, their moms. And then you'd also have the Even Stevens movie. Uh, you'd also have, you know, such classics as uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. You'd have, um, uh, there's a music video that Death Grips filmed in Sacramento. <laughs> uh, Matt, what else is in the SCU? Um, supposedly almost famous. And by that, it's funny. If you look up the SCU, uh, they have a bunch, like a list of all these movies. A lot are from like the 60s. 
Uh, there's one from the 80s, and then Almost Famous is on there, but there's one scene that's not even set in California. It was just filmed in Lincoln. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, that counts. They count that counts. That's they within, count. you know, 30 miles or something, right? I don't know. Yeah. And then also uh, the half of it is an honorary SCU movie because they reference Sacramento. <laughs> so Oh, they talk about it? They mention it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if people are wondering why we're even mentioning this, is because we're all from Sacramento, and Sacramento is like, it's the biggest city in California that no one cares about. Uh, oh, big time. Big it's time. the state capital, uh, which is probably the only like interesting thing about it. Home to UC Davis, which you know is a pretty prestigious school. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> it's just where we're from. Yeah, I thought that mo- we should talk about Lady Bird first. Because, uh, yeah. like, one of the lines I thought was just so true uh, that was in that is Sacramento is the Midwest of California. Yeah, it like, totally yep. is. It, it, <laughs> like, yep, it, it, it very totally much is. is. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, feel like you're so in California flat. when you're here. It really doesn't. Or, like, no, what doesn't. people perceive, right, as California. Like, well, I don't know because think- I feel like anytime I go outside of the Sacramento area, I feel like I'm in California now. Like, no matter where I am, <laughs> it's very strange. Maybe it's because I've lived here all my life and I'm just sick of looking at it, but it doesn't feel anything like a, a California city. It feels a lot more like a, a Midwest city. Where are you based out of right now? I'm in Citrus Heights, which is about 20 minutes uh, east of Sacramento. Okay, and I lived in El Dorado Hills, which is maybe like a 25-minute drive to Citrus Heights. Mm-hmm. And then, Matt, you're from uh, Shingle Springs, right? Shingle Springs has got to be the funniest name for a town. Like I tell people that I went to high school in Shingle Springs and like, I think the first thing that comes to their head is like, like, like my name is Toe Mater, you know, from Radiator Springs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that area is very like, it does sound like what it is to be honest. Because, I mean, people don't really think about it, but, like, the the further into the mountains you get with with California, the more, uh, like, rural it definitely gets to the point where it's just like any other rural town in America. And then it gets really rural once you get into the, the Sierra Nevadas. Is that what the that mountain range is called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sierra Nevadas. Nevadas. Yeah. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I, I lived, this is the closest... I've lived to Sacramento in my life. Like I used to live up, I mean, we, we all went to the same high school. I used to live up in Chingle Springs, technically Cameron park, which is like the next city over. And, uh, I grew up, uh, a pretty decent chunk of my life. I grew up and visited Pollock Pines. Oh, I love Pollock that's where Pines. my grandma lit. Yeah. School. My grandma lived up there and, um, yeah, near Sly Park Lake and stuff. Yeah. Like, I used to go there um, all the time, Sly Park. it's like, yeah, it's, it's basically like a, a gas station town on the way up to Tahoe from mm-hmm. Sacramento. For sure. But it, it it's very, it, it's, it's very quaint. It's like tons of pine trees, like huge forested areas. Uh, it's really pretty. And it's like one of the only places in California that gets snow every single winter. Um, and, uh, and there's Apple, so Hill. I, Apple Hills right there. Apple Hills up there. Yeah. So while I, I, I am a proud Californian. I feel like I grew up in places that exclusively are the least Californian places on earth. Yeah. You grew uh, up in NorCal. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So 
Yeah, when I moved down to San Diego, because I used to live in San Diego, but I was very, very uh, young at first. Like, um, I was like probably eight or nine when I lived in San Diego first. And then I moved there when I was like 23, 24. Um, and that was when I was like, holy shit, this is, this is the state that I live in. <laughs> like, yeah, the same this is state. What it is. The like, exact same state. It's wild. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is like an entirely different universe from where I'm, where I'm from. And I honestly love it. And I would love to go back. Um, the main reason I moved back home is because I was fucking poor and I was trying to get my YouTube career off the ground and I just haven't, uh, bothered to, to go back, but hopefully that, that will change soon, soon enough. Once I, once I get off my ass, <laughs> we should try and get back on track with Lady Bird for just so we can get the, cause I mean, we talked about Sacramento. I mean, what is there to talk about the SU? The joke is that it doesn't exist. So the, <laughs> um, have you seen Lady Bird do that? Is a modern, honestly, modern masterpiece. I love Lady Bird. Yeah, it's the Iron Man of the SC. It's not the type of movie that I would watch normally, to be honest. Yeah, Saoirse Ronan's character of Lady Bird, the titular role, is truly the Iron Man. I like what you said, Matt. Uh, truly the Iron Man of the SCU. Um, <laughs> with, you know, uh, Shia LaBeouf's uh, Stevens. I don't even remember his name. Uh, let's call him <laughs> his name Mr. Was Even. Stevens. <laughs> yeah, even the character of Even Stevens, <laughs> the titular role in Even Stevens, I would say he's kind of like the Hawkeye of the group. You know, like people like, forget he's there, but that's why he's most deadly. Uh, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman would obviously be the Hulk. Philip Seymour Hoffman's title role of the Master in The Master, um, which you know, the only reason why I say it's filmed in Sacramento is because I remember there was like a Sacramento Bee or like Mountain Democrat article when that movie was being filmed saying like come down oh. to this like intersection and you can see the master being filmed paul thomas anderson's new film huh. and i wanted to go that day and never did so it's always stuck in my head that's it's it's can canonically part of the seu on even stevens i well i i watched a lot of that show growing up which it, it's embarrassing i can't remember the main character's names even his name is even even <laughs> But his sister, I had a huge, I had a pretty sizable crush on her growing up. She was pretty attractive to me, and Didn't by extension, she voiced Kim Possible, and so wow. therefore, I had a crush on Kim Possible as well, who was a cartoon. So That's that, really cool. I yeah. always had a crush on uh, what was her name, Vega, the the villainess in Kim Possible. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Yeah, I always had a crush. She on was her. green. I never watched that show. I don't know who these characters are. It was, was pretty, awesome. it was a pretty good I mean, it cartoon. wasn't in the SEU, so I didn't really care. <laughs> My review of Lady Bird is that it's a, it's a nice little feel-good uh, coming-of-age movie that related to me, but I feel like only related to me secondhand because it reminded me so much of the relationship between my sister and my mom. Um, because my sister and my mom are on like pretty good terms now, but growing up, they, they had their, their, uh, their disagreements, especially when she started becoming like an adult around the, around the same age that Lady Bird is in the movie actually. Um, and I don't know so many like disagreements that they got into and, and basically the entire concept of wanting to like be respected as an adult and, and like looking so much like looking forward to adulthood so much that you kind of, um, I don't know, glorify the idea and then you're sorely let down. <laughs> uh, that just reminds me of my sister's experience, uh, with her like late teens, um, 
And so I, I don't know, the, the whole time I was just like, I feel like I'm just watching the story of my mom and my sister right now, especially since this is all taking place in the exact same environment. <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah, literally in Sacramento. Yeah, it was pretty cool in that way. But I mean, like I said before, it's not a movie that I would like actively have sought out if it wouldn't have been nominated. And I usually try and watch some of the more interesting Oscar nominations every year. Okay, if I had to boil down my review of Lady Bird into one word, it would be good. <laughs> Great. Well, give a, what, what, what's your one word boiled down review of, of Lady Bird? Um, can I use two words? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, good would be one of them then. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought Sounds like we have kind of a unanimous. The second one would be riddance. Good riddance. <laughs> oh shit! No, no, no! You only get one word. <laughs> I thought a lot of the characters were really well done. Um, like, uh, because I could channel the area, the the Kyle kid, um, he reminded me of somebody you would meet in Placerville. <laughs> Who? Timothy Chalamet? Uh, which whoever one's her, like, her second boyfriend was. Yeah, yeah, Timothy Chalamet. The guy, like, the cell phones are going to track you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that yeah, is definitely, I, like, uh, a relatable friend character everybody has the guy who's just like yeah i'm too cool for everything yeah roll your own cigarettes fiber class in the <laughs> dude that guy sucked <laughs> that character i mean like great yeah he acted very well but it was so just, like, it was sucks. so dead on to that type of person though everybody i feel like it was just one of those moments where you're like yeah everybody knows one person in their life like that oh for sure i thought the relationships with the parents like you're saying like your uh sister and your mom had like a similar relationship i thought they did a really good job portraying like realistic uh, relationships with like parents in a situation like that. Like, yeah, especially like with teenagers. Other, yeah. Cause they're like at each other's throats so much. And then there's just like, there's this one scene where they did a really good job. Uh, they're at the thrift store. Like I think they're yes. looking for a dress for like the wedding or a funeral mm-hmm. or something. No, it was, I don't know. It was for something. Um, but it's she, for the dance, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, they're just arguing and then all of a sudden um she's like oh look at this one she's like wow it's yeah and cute. they're friends and they, yeah it's <laughs> i like, love that scene that's like that's in one of the trailers i remember it is yeah it is very uh is very much what it is like to be a parent to a teenager i think like one moment they're at your throats the other moment they're like i love you mommy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't I, I thought all that stuff was good i thought the relationship with the dad seems spot on <laughs> like, like i like i the I'm dad's sure just I like had a friend that was like that growing up you know like, yeah yeah that is, i love the dad in that he's just like oh man i i just want i just want you guys to get along i, I don't know <laughs> like he's not he's just like not even he's trying to help but he's not really a big part of it he's just like yeah you guys you guys are, are being women i guess i, I don't know <laughs> yeah and he's so like like he is like Lady Bird's friend when yes, like the the whole movie is so tumultuous, you know, where she's going through it with her her friend group. There's all these fallings out and breakups and things like that. But like through it all, like her dad is just like just there to look out for. Is always there and for that, her. That's, yeah. That was a very that was a very sweet. That is what a dad role. should be really. Is just like the 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 dog. Uh, the dog, the dog character. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not. Yeah, I'm not trying to be insulting, but like I, I'm I'm associating dogs with like. Uh, yeah, I get what you're unconditional saying. love like they just was like yep i'm just gonna always be loyal to you no matter what happens one parent should always be the dog that's for yes sure. yes and to be honest it most of the time is the is the the dad 
whenever it's a girl, I feel like it might be reversed when it's a boy child or a boy teenager. Like the dad and the 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 uh the teenage boy might not get along or whatever, but the mom is like the the loyal parent. I wonder why that yeah, might that was be kind of the case with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I thought a lot of the other characters in the movie are really one, well done too. Like, um, I like the uh, the two different pastors that played. Uh, oh my god! That were the so, like the play so directors. Good. I thought were really good because one was very like seemed like a traditional like just like pastor like leading that community thing, and then the guy that took over that was like once the football coach, leading the uh, the play. Like I don't know. There's just like so many like golden little character interactions in this movie like like the football coach trying to teach <laughs> drama was just so funny and like it like uh like they do the play and then like the guy nails the monologue and he stands up he's like yeah like i don't know i, I thought it was really funny like it was just like the movie just has so much charm um mm-hmm. i really yeah and it, it. like it it takes place over a pretty short period of time i think like maybe like the last like month or so or maybe a couple months of high school yeah for ladybird and so much happens and like it kind of builds on itself in a cool way where she starts dating that guy in the very beginning who was like in the play with her and then finds out that he's gay and they have a breakup and then by the end of the movie like that guy becomes kind of like a a family friend of hers in a a really sweet way uh, that helps her like deal with like stuff that happens at the end of the movie Um, it's just like it's a really smart movie and kind of like unconventional in the way that it that it that it does its thing and i think that's why it really re- like it seemed like it really resonated with people when it when it came out. Like it seemed like kind of like a fan favorite movie, similar to how like Get Out came out and had this like very big sense of goodwill towards the the filmmakers when it was released and kind of got popular through word of mouth. Lady Bird was a similar similar kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Also, another A twenty four movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it for sure was. That studio is unstoppable. Like yeah. unstoppable, dude. I wish Adam Sandler, I wish uh, his character from Uncut Gems was in Lady Bird. What if that was Lady Bird's dad? <laughs> Every A24 like a, film should have like a, a a mashup or a crossover movie where all of the characters from every A24 movie are all in it. <laughs> no, no, Super Smash Brothers, but for A24 <laughs> characters. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, dude, it, oh it, somebody at least needs to make an image of the menu for that, like this character select menu. That would be All so right, well, fucking funny. I, I guess we have a thumbnail for this podcast. Dude, that would take so long. Okay, so what? who would your main be in <laughs> in Smash Bros. for A24? Definitely. Like Smash Bros. A24 edition. Definitely. Um, I think it would definitely be Adam Sandler's character in... And uncut gems. Yeah, Howard Ratner. Howie. Howard Ratner. <laughs> and then maybe if like there's another character, like, maybe if they have Arno as like a side or it's like a bonus character that you can unlock. Or maybe like you know how like in Smash you have your your ultimate move. Maybe like Howard Ratner's ultimate move is like like a uh, like an auction where you have to like mash a button to like get the price higher and higher. And if you get it at the highest, like Kevin Garnett will like dunk on your opponent. Yes. His 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 final <laughs> smash should just be Kevin Garnett comes in and fucking does and slam dunks you, and then and then in the background you see Howard Redner like 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 fist pumping and stuff like, like running oh around. Oh my god, I'm gonna come! He's like, oh my god, I'm gonna come! <laughs> yeah, he's running around. Oh my god, I'm you so- see that? I told you, man, I told you. 
And then his eye shrink. <laughs> his eye shrink. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, that's so weird. The eye shrink <laughs> thing with, uh, with that scene in Uncut Gems. I could not believe that's real. I think my main would be uh, would be the boyfriend from Midsummer, um, but in the bear costume. In the bear costume. Oh, sick. Oh, he's yeah, in, he's in the bear costume. Be... Yeah, that would that's be the skin ideas, you know. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be the, the skin you would use. You, that, 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 His final said? smash yeah. is he like set, he catches on fire and fucking burns everybody to death. Yeah, it's like it's like you when know, you suck in somebody as Kirby and then you jump off the cliff. It's the same kind of move, you know. Definitely <laughs> suicide move. My mains would be my main. Well, I say mains because my main would be like similar to ice climbers. You know, it's like uh, it's a character that has like multiple. There's like multiple characters you control, and it would be from Hereditary, the naked cultists at the end. It would just be a bu- <laughs> it would be a bunch of like old naked people, you know, who were like practicing witchcraft, and that was you know they're basically like think of like ice climbers, but like Ness from Smash. Like you're sending like PK fires, you know, you're like using demon fire and things like that as attacks. Well, you're, and you're just like. I think it'd be more like Captain Olimar, where you would be the, the main leader, and then your Pikmin would be all the naked cultists. No, no. no the, the 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 Pikmin would be like severed heads and stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it should be it should be the uh, the old and young from uh, Lighthouse. Uh, oh my god! And they tag team. <laughs> You're looking at me, lobster. Run, yeah, they run around. They do a lobster attack. Uh, Winslow! Yeah, and then his final smash is he shouts, Hark! <laughs> and it blows you off the stage with the power of its uh, the voice. Dude. Oh my god. He turns into like the captain, like the king, you know, minor visual spoiler, but like he like turns into like King Neptune. Yeah, yeah. On him. Yes. His forward smash would just be, his hand would turn into a tentacle for a second. He'd smash you with a tentacle. Oh my god. That'd be fucking cool. Okay. That's uh, A24, you know, if you want to sponsor the show, you don't have to pay us. You just have to develop that game. <laughs> definitely just, yeah, definitely steal the idea of Super Smash Brothers and make uh, all of your characters um, playable in that. That'd be so fun. What are some other, what are some like smaller A24 movies? Um, I guess like, I don't know, 8th grade. It's the only one I can think oh. of. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be sick because you could like, uh, you know, there's some characters like in, like cloud strife in smash you have to like build up his limit break meter you could build up like you the you could go through like the academic year and get grades on assignments <laughs> she and starts like that and then yeah <laughs> you have like a coming of age story every match yes as your as the the lead from uh eighth grade <laughs> <laughs> what a good idea what a good idea switch exclusive obviously yeah um, um directed th- by Misahiro, what's his name? Misahiro Sakurai, mm-hmm. Sakurai, the director. The f- <laughs> Masahiro, I think his name is. The Florida Project also front the the mom from that. She could have a, a, a shopping cart that she like she rams into people or something. And would Willem Dafoe's character from the Florida Project be a skin for like the Willem Dafoe fighter? <laughs> yes, because he's also in the lighthouse. Yeah, or yeah. Would it be a separate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you could be yeah, he, he, the lighthouse character, or you could be his uh, hotel manager character. <laughs> the hotel manager skin—you get that if you buy the uh, the the ultimate edition. Oh, dude! I mean, I would—I <clears throat> mean, I would one hundred percent pre-order that. I'd buy the battle pass. I'd buy the fighter pass. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if if Josh and Benny Safdie were just like playable as well, that would be cool. Yeah, they could they, be ice climbers. They throw their. I mean, this could be. A- they throw their DVDs from the Criterion likes. Collection as 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 projectiles. <laughs> you know, there was a game that you guys might remember. 
I don't remember what it was called, but it was similar to like Area 51 at the arcades, you know, with like a, it was like a light gun game with the TVs and everything. You would play at, arca- at, arcade, at arcades. Mm-hmm. And it was like you were Aerosmith and you shot CDs at like terrorists. What? <laughs> Wait, huh? It sounds like a yeah. serial game. This is a real game. Uh, where you play as the band Aerosmith of Walk This Way fame, and you shoot CDs at terrorists. I assume out of like similar to like a like a t-shirt gun, but for CDs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out. Check that out. Uh, whatever that game is called, um, check it out. Check it out. Um, officially endorsed by the easy or by the maybe you know <laughs> by the Motion Pixels podcast. Um, they can sponsor us too. If that Aerosmith game wants to sponsor us, that'd be cool. All right, now, now that we're an hour into the podcast, do you guys still want to talk about um, Minecraft? I would love to talk you know about Minecraft. We, well, <laughs> yeah, we are in Minecraft right now. We are. So, Matt, earlier you said that you hadn't played this game probably even before they added the Villager, and definitely before they added Enchanting, which is like, man, that's like a couple years after the game first came out, so... It's been a very long time since you've played, and there's so much new stuff in Minecraft now since you've played. Um, do you have any questions for me, the person who's been playing Minecraft pretty much the entire time? Yeah, what are what are <laughs> these? What? Why are there so many different types of stone now? Like, uh, the, good question. What's the point I'm, of it? It's mostly just decorative. See, there are two like very vocal. Uh, signs of the Minecraft community, from what I can tell. I, I mean, I'm not, I don't participate in the Minecraft community stuff very much. I'm I'm very much a casual player of the game, uh, although I do um, like know a lot about the game just because I've played it so much. Um, but I feel like that was definitely um, a change that was requested more by the creative community than the survival community because I feel like people who play Minecraft either fall into two camps. You play mostly survival and maybe use creative to like just kind of mess around or you stay completely away from survival and only use it as basically just like Legos and you just build shit and you don't pay attention to anything to do with like survival. And I feel like there was definitely a point where, and there probably still is a point where the creative community is like their outcry for the most part is we need more blocks. We need more stuff to to like make stuff look good. And I think that their response was, we'll just make more types of stone. Okay, how do we get this stone? Oh, we'll mix it in with the rest of the stone. And while that is neat, I feel like it it, it kind of made survival a tiny bit worse in my opinion, because honestly, it, you can't make any tools out of it. It's entirely decorative. And you can make tools out of stone and you can use stone for a lot of things, especially early on in the game. So... It's kind of like annoying for the most part, especially when you're first staring out as you're like mining and you run into all this like andesite and the, like the white one that you're standing on. Uh, there's like di- that's diorite, the one you're standing on. There's like granite um, as well. And they yeah, all. Granite looks like dirt too. I was confused that my <laughs> shovel wasn't breaking it very fast. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. Um, but it's, yeah. It's more of a hindrance, I feel, <laughs> for survival players, uh, and I've always felt that way. And and honestly, like 
I can see it being useful for people who are more creative and build like extravagant halls and they need different variations on their walls and stuff like that. And, and near end game, it does get nice to have different blocks to mess with, but early on, especially in the, the stage where we are now with the server, it's like, uh, I just have a box full of all of these minerals that I don't use. <laughs> okay. So there's, there is that. And then there's like, can you go over villagers and enchanting yeah, I'm also and leveling <laughs> and um, enemies and all everything Enemy. and the Nether update? Like I didn't know the Nether. I thought the Nether was already in the game. Uh, it is. It is. The <laughs> Nether. Is an overview yeah. of Minecraft. What is Minecraft in twenty twenty? I'll I'll do like a very fast version of all this stuff. So villagers to start off with the first thing you said. Uh, are just NPCs that, uh, I don't know, they live in villages that you can randomly find throughout Minecraft. They're just random villages, uh, and the characters in it, um, they just go about their day and they, they, they act like NPCs, but you can trade with them. That's the main purpose of a villager is you can, can trade, trade items with them. Yeah. So like they have a trading menu whenever you right click on them, depending on their job. So like they can assign themselves jobs depending on what blocks that they're a they're able to interact with like so there's like a, a composter block that spawns in a villager's uh like farm area and if a villager walks up to it then he'll become the farmer and then he'll have farming things for sale like seeds and wheat and bread and stuff and so you can oh. trade with them all of that stuff and they always trade items for emeralds and they always buy emeralds with items so emeralds is like their currency and emeralds you can only find every once in a while in a certain biome that's irrelevant most of the time you're just going to want to like i don't know farm a bunch of one item and then trade it all to a villager and then you just have a bunch of emeralds that you can trade for other things that other vi villagers sell it's actually really quite useful um and it's one of the things that like people like to do uh, with villagers is like basically just trap them and enslave them in a in a hole somewhere so they can just trade with them infinitely, um, and yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't call that enslaving, honestly. That's just like indentured servitude, or it's just forced like playing the game. <laughs> You're forcing them there's, to there's, to there be are available. Blocks. You can place them wherever you want <laughs> if they happen to be around villager. Yeah, I don't know. It, it some people would view it as inhumane, but I mean. Uh, you know, they've got what I need. They they have got a resource, and I've need to I need to exploit it. So yeah, it's like this. The same debate is like when you're in Animal Crossing. People are like, yeah. People look down on that the villager trading, but they're just, it's just a game where you populate your village with cute little teddy bears. I know they're bears. not sentient. Like they're, they're just like oh, this is as far as we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe they they uh, put real people in there, and they. They uh, finally figured out how to upload people's brains into video games. Dude, my uncle works at Nintendo, and he like kind of insinuated that once. So yeah, I mean, confirmed. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, confirmed. All right, moving on to enchanting. I mean, whenever you do anything in the game, well, most of the things in the game, like mine certain ores or kill enemies, uh, you get experience points, and that's the little experience bar at the bottom, the green bar. And whenever you get experience points, you can use an enchanting table which you can craft out of diamonds and uh, obsidian and you can use that enchantment table to enchant your items such as uh, your tools and your armor and there are different enchantments you can get that makes your armor stronger makes it last longer you can get uh, enchantments for your tools that make them dig faster for instance uh, I don't know just enhancements to your items uh, 
and uh yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> it's been in the game for a long time and and I, I mean it's it's gone through a lot of reiterations over the years but uh it's in a pretty good spot now in my opinion okay uh, what, what, what's levels like can you is your character like have levels and you have stats that i don't know no the stat your your levels aren't don't affect you it's just your experience points that you can spend and then when you die you lose like but what three fourths of them or something like <laughs> so if you die then then you lose a lot of them uh yeah, but what are if they not for? all of them what, what for enchanting like i said you oh! can spend the, you can spend oh, those okay. points to enchant the items uh, that you want on I an enchantment maybe table there was like magic items you would get points for like disenchanting or okay that makes sense. you can you can disenchant items and get oh experience <laughs> points back from it uh it is an option but for the most part it's very linear you kill enemies and mine ores and you get experience points from their little the little green orbs that pop out of stuff sometimes when you kill them it goes into your character and your level goes up mm. and and you can use the enchantment table to use those levels like say like you wanted to enchant a diamond pickaxe with an enchantment that makes it uh like its durability go up so that you can use it longer. Uh you would go into an enchantment table and like you can roll for different enchantments using your levels. Like if if you wanted to roll for a really good enchantment, you'd want to get your character to level thirty, which is like the max uh enchantment that you can uh roll for. And then uh you spend like your enchantment points uh on your item it's really hard to describe <laughs> and and it's gone through so many reiterations that i have to like remember what is currently in the game but that is the gist of it i mean it's entirely just to make sure make it so you have something to grind for other than just getting the best pick type you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it, it, it's one thing to get a diamond pickaxe but then it's another thing to get a really good enchantment on a di diamond pickaxe and then making sure that you either keep repairing that diamond pickaxe with that good enchantment on it or you keep rolling for that enchantment on new diamond pickaxes it's just another thing to grind for in the game okay so what's new in this uh latest nether update okay so <laughs> the nether update it pretty much adds biomes to the nether Actually, in the overworld take a step back what's what is the nether okay so the <laughs> the nether is like a different dimension in minecraft it's like hell essentially uh, it's supposed to be like the Nega version of Minecraft, like the opposite world, the the upside down even. Uh, a lot of it is very, it's obviously very hell inspired, but for the most part, it's supposed to be like just a, another dimension that is supposed to be terrifying and weird. And you're only supposed to go in there to get certain resources and get the fuck out uh, up until now, which they've essentially made it. So before the Nether was just this endless, like, uh, hellscape of 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 red and lava and enemies and giant ghosts that fucking f shoot fireballs at you and zombie pigmen and big magma cubes and there were these fortresses that you would have to go into and and kill other enemies to get certain things so you could eventually craft things in order to beat the ender dragon i don't know it's it's all like sort it's part of the progression of of beating the game essentially but um the nether do credits roll when you when you beat the ender dragon yeah yeah Is that like oh wow yeah um but the uh the nether is is more or less just another dimension that you can go in to get resources it's just kind of a fun little area um but for the most part it's been very bland ever since launch it, i mean basically the exact same design that notch made 
like eight, nine years ago is exactly how it's been up until now. But in this recent update, what they did was they made it so that the nether can have different biomes. And for instance, in the overworld, you can have different biomes, which means like one area will be forested or one area will be uh, snowy or one area will have a big ocean. They kind of did that with another where you can have different biomes. Um, like, for what, instance, like red, purple snow, red hell rock and uh, black hell rock. <laughs> yeah. Hellrock. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's like the classic hell rock. They left that in where it's just like a bunch of red and, and lava and, and hell. It looks like it basically just looks like hell. And then they made one big area. That's like a bunch of green fungus plants everywhere. It kind of looks like Dr. Seuss world in my opinion. Uh, they made one that's like entirely red, just like fucking crazy weird uh red version of the fungus world they made one that i've only been to very briefly because it's like extremely treacherous and i feel like i could have died at any moment and it's actually really cool but also really scary (laughs) it's like this big volcanic area with like a bunch of old decrepit stone everywhere with like giant pits that you could fall into and die in lava uh it looks really really cool and then there's like a certain block in the game that, that they had called Soul Sand that was like occasionally on, all over the place in the Nether, and uh, if you walk on it, it makes it so you move slower. Uh, they have an entire biome where that's the only thing, and the whole place is full of giant ghosts that s- shoot fireballs at you and skeletons that shoot arrows at you. So like it's really stressful because you just move slower in this entire biome, <laughs> and everything's trying to shoot projectiles at you. And um, what's the point of going there? Uh. I guess if you wanted to get resources or if you wanted to farm uh, gas tiers, probably be my guess. Or just to explore it. I mean, like, it's pretty cool. Um, not to mention that they also added a um, an enchantment, a new enchantment to the game called um, Soul Speed, where if you put it on your boots, then you actually run, like, three or four times faster than normal on only Soul Sand. So if you have that enchantment, then you actually add an advantage in that in that area. And it probably makes it a lot easier to to traverse as well. So um, I, I assume you would probably only want to explore it if you had that enchantment on your boots. That's really cool. Did Can you build in the nether? Yeah, I've actually, that's the main thing I've been doing on this world is just building a big area in the nether. Because uh, it, it used to be so, like, there was not really any point in living in the nether because, like, there weren't a whole lot of resources. You'd have to keep going in and out of through the portal to the overworld in order to get wood and stuff. But all of the tree, the new trees that they added, like you can build things out of wood like you normally would with that stuff. So like a lot of the time you don't even have to go back into the overworld. And it's kind of nice because when you're living in the nether, you don't have to worry about the day night cycle. You don't have to worry about a whole lot of enemies. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of peaceful (laughs) at least in the place that I've found. So, so it's kind of neat. It, the Nether was a thing when I was playing, but um, yeah, I think this was the case. Tell me if I'm wrong. The Nether had a different world scaling position than the Overworld, so you could yeah. make a bunch of portals to travel further mm-hmm. uh, if you traveled through the Nether. Is that still the case? Yeah, that was the other thing that the Nether was useful for before this update. I mean, it still will be useful for that. Um, but I mean, anytime that you like had uh, a multiplayer server, or if you just wanted to travel from point A to point B faster, the strategy would be to make a nether portal in the overworld, go into the nether and then go to its corresponding, uh, 
point in the nether for the overworld, make another portal, and then it'll take you eight times as far away as uh, you could have gone in the overworld. So basically just, it's like this weird, smaller version of uh, of a wormhole, essentially, where say you wanted to get like a thousand blocks away, uh, and it would be easier instead of walking that 1,000 blocks or getting on a train that or getting on a minecart that takes you a thousand blocks, it'd be easier to have a portal that goes into the nether, get on a minecart that goes 200 blocks away, and then you get out of the minecart, go through the portal again, and then now you're a thousand blocks away in the overworld. Yeah, we had a system like that on my old server back in the yeah. day. Okay, that's cool. All yeah, right, they so still Dan, have that. <laughs> overall, would you say, which, which would you say is the better up the better update, uh, the B update <laughs> or the Nether update? Hundred <laughs> percent, the Nether update. The B update was like the smallest Minecraft update since like that I can even remember it it, it was very inconsequential like they basically just added honey blocks which I mean I think improved certain things about redstone um, but I'm not a big redstone person so I I really it didn't affect me very much Um, but that was the only reason to, to interact with bees in the game on on like a farmable scale is like if you wanted to make a bunch of honey blocks for redstone contraptions but uh, that was like the major thing that they up they they added. Everything else was very. Um, it felt more like a quality of life update than anything. It didn't feel like they added a whole lot of content, and and they knew it. They were just like, yeah, this is just bug fixing, uh, quality of life, and we also added bees because hey, why not? So you could say it was bug fixing and bug creation. Yes, <laughs> I think that might have been a joke that they made in the patch notes. They're just like. <laughs> this is all about bugs you know we're fixing them and also adding uh one um but the nether update definitely feels like more of a content update because uh going to the nether is an entirely different experience than it was like it's it feels like exploration is encouraged there are new enemies there's new uh fortresses there's there's new items to interact with there's new reasons to get certain items i don't know it's just one more thing they do in minecraft and i mean when you when you used to play it i mean i remember that era of minecraft and i loved the game back then but looking back on it now it's like man there was like one thing to do in that game and that was basically just get diamonds (laughs) and then that was it (laughs) they had that's what i remember they had the ender dragon too uh i never oh really okay yeah i think that's like right when i stopped there was the ender dragon or maybe the ender dragon it was like a beta thing I remember it being mm. a concept, but I never did it because I thought the end seemed like just the nether, but like it has the boss and you get credits. Like, have they yeah. updated that at all since the game's been they out? They have, that- actually. Yeah, oh, they okay. have. Because the end, yeah, for the longest time was basically just where you fought the boss at and you could get endstone and uh, that was pretty much it. Um, but now there's end cities. So if you like, if you go beyond the little main island that you fight the ender dragon on, there are a bunch of little smaller islands. And on those islands, uh, are, um, very much like villages. They, they have a random chance to spawn something called an end city, which is basically like a, a dungeon or like a, a vertical fortress. Uh, and if you find a certain fortress with like a, a, a big end ship on it, which is like a big, uh, it looks like a little galleon. <laughs> um, in that is like a really useful item called elytra. And it's essentially just wings, uh, that you can use to like glide around. And if you what? jump off like a high platform, then you can, your character can glide instead of fall 
Uh, it's really useful in conjunction with, awesome. with fireworks, which basically act like rockets. So you can what <laughs> what so what? if you if you're in if you're f- currently flying with the elytra if you're like gliding with the elytra and you and you right click with a firework in your hand it'll boost you forward like a, an insane speed and it'll make you go in the direction that you were pointing so you could essentially fly in survival Minecraft now and it's very useful um, it's not it's not very like. Uh, precise. It's not as precise as if you were in creative mode and you were just flying around like placing blocks. Like you can't really float around and do that. But from getting from point A to point B, it's like it's second to none. Like you can cross huge distances with the elytra very easily. It's very elytra. Yeah, that's what they call it, the elytra. I I call it the wings. I often forget what it's called. (laughs) I just call it the wings. You know, in a a PPC uh, pre-pod convo uh, recently with Matt, I was talking about how I wish more games made use of like good gliding systems, like Breath of the Wild. That, that yes, that just opened up so much exploration. So that's really cool. Well, I can tell you this. You know, vaguely similar. I can tell you this. I because I totally agree with you uh, that movement options in games is what makes mo- games fun. Mm-hmm. And man, when you get the <laughs> when you get a hold of the elytra and you have uh, fireworks at your disposal and you can have a creeper farm or something because it requires gunpowder to make. Uh, once you're able to consistently use it, I mean, it's really hard to go back. It's like, man, you can just fucking fly everywhere and it's, it feels, it feels really good. Like it, 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 it's strange to think that there would be like a fun movement mechanic in a game like Minecraft, but flying with the Elytra is, is actually like really, really fun. There have been times where I log in and I just fly around. And I don't really build anything. I just like flying. <laughs> I like the I, I like the feeling of flying around in 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 like an open world area. It's really fun. And that's how you know when the game like will stick with you when you can get into it and just go do something stupid for like several hours. Like, that. like, <laughs> yeah. like we've talked about with like Sea of Thieves, you could just go and like fish and listen to a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and like GTA, I like to just like log in and just like you know, ride my car off cliffs and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I want to awesome. beat the Ender Dragon as soon as possible because then you can go and get the End Cities stuff and and um, even and especially with this Nether update, it was fun flying around in the Nether before because the Nether is basically these it has these huge chasms, but it has a ceiling to it, um, so you can't really fly up into the sky infinitely like you can in the Overworld. You have to kind of be a little bit more precise and fly through these like big open caverns, and it feels really cool when you're doing it, but it probably is going to be even more fun since there's like more variation to the nether now and it'll make exploring the nether so much easier like man like having to 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 traverse the nether manually like on the ground is is a pain in the ass because it's very varied and there are a lot of uh death pits and and huge falls that would definitely kill you but when you get a hold of those wings it's like the world is at your disposal now it's 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 like an even better end game item than than diamond armor armor in my opinion it's just so much it, it opens up so much of the game it's probably one of my favorite items in the game <laughs> wow and when was that added um i think it was added when they added the end cities which i i they might have added in like 1.11 1. 1.12 i i might it might have even been before that to be honest um but a while ago like like probably more than 5 or 6 years ago okay Okay. What yeah, I mean, like, like Matt was saying, like, I definitely have not played this game since, like, the, I think the alpha. Yeah, <laughs> this game's been out for, out for almost a decade. I think it'll probably have Crazy. its ten ten year anniversary next year. Wow. Yeah, pretty insane. 
you guys should definitely try and get back into it. There's there's actually stuff to do now. I mean, if you liked it back then, then like there's <laughs> just it, the, it's well, it's almost actually stuff to do now. There's like always been stuff to do, right? Like, oh, I know, I know, but uh, I I I don't know. I feel like there was never an end goal for a lot of people. Like the end goal was I made a cool house and and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there was never any items to grind for. That's what I'm trying to say is like there's a loot there's basically a loot system in this game now with enchantments to where you can actually um like do rolls for things and, and stuff like that. Or like try and like for instance like there's an there's an enemy in the game called the the drowned and it's basically just an underwater zombie. And, uh, oh, I've seen those. I've seen those. I think they have like a five percent chance or like a ten percent chance to spawn holding a trident, and they use that trident as their weapon, and they throw it at you, and it does a fuck ton of damage. So it's almost like a little boss fight every time you find one of them. One of them, and when you kill them, I think they have that zombie has a two percent chance of dropping a trident themselves that you can use, and that's the only way that you can get the trident in the game. And the trident oh, wow. is really, really useful for, um there's a certain enchantment that you can get on it where if you throw it at an enemy in a thunderstorm, uh, it'll make a lightning strike happen on that, that enemy, which is really useful for making charged creepers, which is like a a version of a creeper that only (laughs) happens. (laughs) I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. Uh, a charged creeper is basically when a, when a creeper gets struck by lightning, whether it happens on accident or on purpose, it makes them, like three or four times more powerful when they explode, it'll one shot pretty much anybody in the game at point blank range, no matter what armor you're you're using. Um, so, uh, but if you kill, um, I believe if you kill a uh, a zombie or a skeleton with a charged creeper explosion, they'll drop their head, and you can wear their head as a hat. And those items are really really rare. <laughs> so it's like you have this huge like. Uh, almost like a, a line of things that you have to do to just obtain this rare item and it's just something to go for you know it's something to flex like oh my god he's wearing the the skeleton hat that must have been that must have been really hard to get you know oh, that's so, I actually kind of <laughs> want to do that now okay so <laughs> skeleton had to be sweet another question I had was I have played Minecraft recently like we uh, my discord we made a server a, about a year ago and we were playing but I kind of just treated it like it was a you know, like beta Minecraft where I just built a house and yeah. got resources. Um, one thing they said they're going to go do is they went out and found like a bandit encampment. Like, mm-hmm. are, is that just like, that's another those, like, like above ground yeah. dungeons basically. Yeah. Yeah. There, th- th- that's a good way of putting it. It's like, um, yeah, it's like a random structure that can spawn and it spawns illagers, which are like the evil version of the villagers and they're they're basically just enemies. They have crossbows and they shoot you and uh they're pretty powerful and um they they always come in groups, but they're they're huge encampments where they spawn infinitely and you basically just use them to farm XP or items or just use it as a challenge. Um I think they the added base? that in like 1.14. Can you destroy like two their bases? Ago. Like, can you like, yeah. go in with a bunch of like pickaxes and just mine it down and stop them from spawning? Uh, I don't know if it'll stop them from spawning, but there is a reason to completely eliminate the structure because um, if you can't, because a big thing that people like to do in Minecraft is make they just farm items. So basically, just create an an automatic way 
to obtain a lot of the same item. And uh, the pillagers drop a lot of things, uh, mostly emeralds. So you can make like an emerald farm out of those things if you just completely eliminate the the uh, the structure and then like create this, I don't know, automatic... You can use water and, and lava to like create little automatic l little uh, waterways to lead them into a place that will automatically kill them. And then you can use little hoppers, which automatically collect items and store them in chests to just collect the items for you. And all you have to do is just AFK your character in that area. And then the enemies will spawn. They'll get caught in the trap. They'll get automatically killed. You can items will go enemies. get put. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you can I do that with almost anything. Once. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, when I, Right before I quit playing, I found this one multiplayer server. It was like a, it was a hardcore server, so like you got one life every thirty days. So oh wow! If you died, you just couldn't log on anymore. That's um, awesome. But yeah, yeah, like that. That was a lot of fun. Because uh, what uh, was one of my it was my friend Michael and I. We played a lot of it, and we built this like underground base, and we would just like have it like farm resources because it would like go while you weren't playing, right? So. Yeah, you could just if you set up a bunch of automation, you could get a bunch of resources. And we were trying to like take over the server and fight griefers <laughs> and whatnot. Oh, I, re I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. We had this actually. We had this like scheme that uh, it's a pretty fun story. Um, there was this like you would. I, there was some way to chat with people. I forgot what it was. I think it was like local. They like had a mod where it changed text chat to be proximity. Oh, um, nice. And so we were like setting up an arrangement where we were going to meet one of the griefers like out in the open and like have like a duel, but we were going to sabotage it with a pile of dynamite right before going out there. So like <laughs> we were going to meet him in a spot and like cover everything on like one layer of dirt on top and then underneath all the dirt, just dynamite. And then right when he got there, we were just going to like, uh, before they started fighting, just like have whoever met him just start like, you know, spamming dirt under them and like building a tower into the sky and lighting the dynamite and blowing him up. Um, <laughs> but we fell in lava the day before we did it. So we didn't get our chance. Oh, that's <laughs> so anticlimactic. Okay. But yeah, like we, yeah. like, I don't know. Like what, what was really cool about Minecraft then. And it seems like now is like, there's just so many different things you can do and ways yeah, to for play. Sure. Like, yeah. like I feel like Minecraft with friends is like the only like, I don't know. That's like, the only way to play way these to days, it. for yeah. sure. Yeah. I 100% agree, which is why I do the server thing instead of making my own world in private. Because if you... I mean, if you're going to be building things, like, there's not really a point unless you can show it to people or people can interact with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then you can build... Like, all my favorite times on Minecraft have been on, like, uh, servers. Like, we had a server in high school that our friend ran on his older brother's computer, like, as just a background oh. process. So oh, it was, like, nice. really unreliable. Um, yeah, like, I crashed at one time. Him and I were, like, just building a mountain made of dynamite, and we blew it up, and it just crashed the server. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I can't, like, I'm so glad that this game is still going on. Because, like, I was thinking about this the other day. I wouldn't be surprised if by the time, like, I have kids and the kid grows up enough to play video games that Minecraft is still around and that he or she may play it you know it probably will be dude yeah probably in a big way i bet probably add the uh what it what, what update the buffalo update 
The uh, oh, dude, I cannot wait. The cockroach update. <laughs> we they finally did it. They finally added cockroaches to the game. And then they'll add nukes, and the cockroaches obviously cannot be killed by. Yeah, those. they'll just N- make you- Minecraft Fallout seventy six. I mean, I could see it going in that direction. Do nuclearize. I could see like them adding like weapons of mass destruction in some way, like a, like <laughs> a better so a better TNT because like TNT's been like the destruction thing for pretty much the entire game. I could see them being like, all right, well, let's make a better one. <laughs> That does even more destruction. They should do like chemical weapons and stuff. There should be a chemical weapons update. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would need chemical to do the Geneva Convention patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to patch it out. Uh, <laughs> a trench foot update. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Okay. That would like really enhance. I think Ark Survival Evolved added trench foot in the second or third patch. <laughs> So it wouldn't surprise me if Minecraft caught up at some uh, point. <laughs> Before that's we good. move but on from Minecraft, I wanted to ask, uh, have you heard of Hytale, Dane? I have, and it's a myth, and I can't wait for it to be proven that it's not a myth. Cause oh, is that that Minecraft-like? That's it's like a Minecraft-like... Like- uh, it's 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 it seems like it's it's a it's a fan game for the most part, but also it just looks like a legitimately good game in my opinion. I mean, like I I've seen the trailers a bunch of times and it looks like a good game, but it's been teased for like years and it's never come out. So I don't know. Like, where is it? Well, <laughs> like, it, I think it was just bought by a big company. It was I just don't be, remember it was who. bought by Riot. Yeah, so, that's who it was. so put it out. Like, isn't it done? Like, uh, they're able to make trailers for it like three years ago with gameplay and stuff. So I don't understand why they. Uh, well, I think they're massively overhauling what they're gonna do because a lot of the information I, that I've could seen, be a good or bad thing, though. You know, I think it's gonna be a, a depending on what you want from it, uh, a good or bad thing. Like, like I, I was reading a bit about it initially because my my one of my friends on our Discord is really into minecraft and told me about hightail and he said at first it started off as like a mod where there was like mm-hmm. you could actually have like single player adventures in minecraft um and then yeah. it got so big that they just decided to turn it into a game and it sounded like they were going to do a lot of that stuff in it and like allow you to have like dedicated servers and all this stuff um but now that riot has it i think they're going to overhaul and not let people have like custom servers and a lot of custom uh. things which is see that well, no, that's, they that's said like that yet but i i have i have a feeling that's what they're gonna do with it i um, mean you might be right it does sound like something that a company would do because they're just like no we want to be in charge of the content that's like honestly when it comes to minecraft and and tf2 even the a big reason why they're they have so much longevity is because people are able to mod the shit out of it and do it's like a sandbox game in more than one way it's like you can make the game into a different game if you want and that is what makes it so good in a lot of people's like from a lot of people's perspective because not only is there a lot of stuff to do in the base game the vanilla version of minecraft which is still my favorite version of the game because i'm just a vanilla boy through and through but i mean if you get bored with that then you can go into a custom server where they're playing uh hunger games or you can go onto custom server where they're like it's they're playing like i think somebody was making like a tf2 within minecraft mod or you can play tf2 in minecraft oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and like it has all of the same classes and stuff it just has the movement and 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 mechanics of minecraft so uh, i would try that yeah i mean at the end of the day it's like if you take that stuff away then 
then what can it offer other than just maybe a better vanilla base game experience? But like the yeah. cool thing about Minecraft is just how much the infinite amount of possibilities that you can do with modding it. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they'll take all that away. And like, they haven't even said what they're going to do. There's been like no news about it since riot acquired it. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to come out soon. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully I would like I- to play it. I, I want to try it. I mean, like, the hype has kind of died down. That's why I, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't like just put it out at least in early access because it's it's like wh- people who who were excited about it two years ago are just like, oh yeah, that game. Uh, when is it coming out? Like they're just not they're not excited for it anymore. Oh, they'll <laughs> do one a big thing. They're gonna do Valorant marketing part. Oh yeah, yeah, that. you're right. If it's Riot, oh yeah. for sure they will. For sure they will. I bet. It is kind of going to be weird, though, with um, it's going to be kind of strange since it is going to be so compared to Minecraft that there are going to be all these people who are just like, I don't like Hytale. I like Minecraft better. Or there'll be people like us who are, you know, the Temtem players versus the Pokemon players. Sure. Like, yeah. Actually, uh, <laughs> Temtem brings a lot to the table and it <laughs> in a very big way. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll, it'll be weird. It'll be it'll definitely start a, a flame war of some kind, I'm sure. That's probably why they're taking their time too. They're probably want they know that that's going to be a comparison and they're probably yeah. not wanting it to just be Minecraft uh you know 2 or whatever like <laughs> a lot of people are calling it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they'll probably they're probably baking it seeing what they can do. Uh If the thing that they're focusing on now is just making it a little bit more uh distanced from Minecraft, then I think that that's probably a good thing because I would like it to be its own game, but I also would like it to just be an open world, like creative sandbox survival game. Like I, I, if anybody said those words in that combination to me, regardless of if it was similar to Minecraft or not, I would be interested in it. So I'm down. Yeah. I think like the, the real points you would change if you're making a Minecraft, like, like, like Minecraft, the base game, like when I started playing, it was just, you know, mining and making weapons and building houses and stuff like that stuff's pretty cool. Um, but everything else they added after, I feel like is, it feels like it's just a mod that the uh, creators made. Like, like enchanting sounds weird and villages sound (laughs) weird and kind of janky too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you, when you make, if you make your own, like if you're making Hytale, you're like, okay, let's look at leveling and actually make it like more. Let's make it uh, have a bit more RPG mechanics. And like, if we're going to make villages, let's try to like make it so you can't just put them in a little block cage and they don't react to that or something. Right. Like I yeah. think you, you try to flesh out those mechanics more and make them more uh, coherent rather than like, right. Cause it just seems like a bunch of mods in a, to me from like how you're describing it. It's just like little modules you stack on top of the game and they don't really interact with each other a whole bunch. Right. Uh, like, that's what wait, it sounds like. W- regarding what? Like, I feel like like if Enchanting had never come out uh, and oh. someone told you about it, do you think, like, it seems like it's just like a mod, right? Like, it seems like... Yeah, I but, I mean, <laughs> there with the addition of Netherite, which is like a better... It's like a, a really rare thing you can find in the Nether if you, if you mine down really far. Uh, and you can use that to upgrade your diamond gear into netherite gear, which is slightly stronger and slightly more powerful. So it's basically just like better diamond. 
that to me sounds like a mod too. But when they announced it, I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like there hasn't been like a better thing than diamond since the game came out. Like this is, this is going to like be really interesting. Yeah. So I, 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 and when they introduced uh, enchantment stuff, I, I mean, like I was really interested in that too, too. I, I think that maybe you have this like idea of what Minecraft is and it sounds weird to have all of these like moving parts in current Minecraft, but I feel like it fits really well if you play, play around with it long enough. Like it, it I, I, I'm one of those people, and I realize that I might be biased, but I, I, I re- I, I'm one of those people that really likes games that require you to do a lot of um, uh, research when you're not playing. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, the more things there are to like look into in a game, the better it is, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on board with that. Um, I was just, yeah, I was mostly just bringing that up because I imagine, like, like if you're going to make something different, you don't want to have enchanting in your version of Minecraft, right? You find a different system and sure. But enchanting is not, I feel like it's so broad of a, of a concept that they could probably do something similar. Like they, they don't have to call it enchanting. They could just call it magic, you know? Yeah. But, but making items more powerful using your, using like experience points or something or, or some sort of skill tree in that way, or some sort of role system, loot, a loot role system. Uh, that that all is basically what enchantment it, uh, enchanting is in Minecraft, and you can do it your own. You can make it your own in in a in a, in a game. And I, I feel like if you, because I barely touch the scratch the surface of how enchantment works in Minecraft. If you look into it, it's very very specific to Minecraft. I haven't seen any other game handle enchantment enchanting items the same way that uh that Minecraft has, mm-hmm. like. Like it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when you first start to look at it, but once you get used to it, it's like, oh, okay, this is the way that enchanting works in Minecraft. Got it. But I I don't really see that in any other game, so it would be very it would be they would have to try in order to to make enchanting in in Hytale uh, Minecraft esque. I think <laughs> they could easily just do it in their own way and and have it be as effective. Uh, I think that speaks to Minecraft's longevity, though that. It has all of these systems that sound so obtuse and non-conventional for like a uh, like you don't really hear about like enchanting systems that work quite like Minecrafts or like the Nether is kind of a foreign concept uh, to a lot of like even like survival games that you see. Uh-huh. But Minecraft has like 150 different like secret sauces that make it the thing it has that has lasted for like yeah. 10 years. That's probably just because it has like a little bit of everything for everyone who wants to who wants to play it. Exactly. So, yeah. They're clearly doing something right with all of these crazy, potentially opt or uh, apparently obtuse systems. There are different types of Minecraft player that come back to the game for very specific reasons. Like I have a few friends that I have playing on this server where they they said from the very beginning they're just like I'm just gonna try and do the bare minimum and then get a bunch of redstone and make a bunch of redstone shit because like that's like an entirely different way to play the game. Like it's basically like programming within a game. <laughs> Uh, and you make these little little machines and stuff. So, uh, I don't. I, that's just a part of the game that, as long as I've played, like I always look up tutorials on how to do it because I don't even understand it. I just follow people's directions on how to make these things. But there are people who like mess around with it and like build their own inventions and, and stuff. It's really cool. But uh, that being said, the biggest thing that I like about this game is it's just the the open world survival crafting. 
and uh and building sandbox it's it's all like it's, it's kind of like the perfect game for me <laughs> to be honest i wish more games were like minecraft i would play the hell out of them yeah i um i love minecraft i think for me my favorite part of it is like the zoning out and like it's almost like asmr like like breaking blocks uh breaking blocks and you know Get filling up your filling up your inventory with exactly what you need like it's all very satisfying i find minecraft to be a very satisfying game to play it is very satisfying and um honestly we hope you have been satisfied with this podcast um because this has been the motion pixels podcast i'm august meyer your co-host uh august say goodbye i'll have another os ton soundbite here matt yeah. joined by my co-host matthew rollins matthew say goodbye goodbye uh, and, you know, joined by none other than Danezel Washington, Uncle Dane, the bad boy of comedy himself. Dane, say goodbye. Bye! Because this has been the, the Motion Pixels podcast and theme song. Finished. Dane, are you familiar with OS Tons? No, no. Hmm? What? What? <laughs>